0: hi you guys welcome back to the podcast it's your girl D G. g we are continuing covering heart reflections reflecting the heart of god and senior leadership it is an awesome book by dr ronald wilson uh shout out to the center of greensboro where he is one of the senior leaders if you have not read this book go grab a book the book is very uh small It's an easy read, but the nuggets that he's dropping is amazing. So let's go ahead and get into this prayer. And then we're going to pick up right where we left off, okay? So Dearly Father, thank you for yet another day. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for considering us. Thank you for every listener. Thank you for every area and every realm of kingdom that they represent. God, may we say something. May we do something that will be edification to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, you guys. So we are picking up at uh, the section called a balancing act. The psalm progresses to God progresses to God, choosing David to be king over Israel, taking him from tended the sheep to the place to feed Jacob, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. Some very important insights into the Lord's assignment and the requirements for leaders. Notice that God's positioned David to feed Jacob, the supplanter, the rebellious, his people, and Israel those who have had their strength and will shatter and come under surrender to god david was not given only the compliant the submissive the agreeable those broken by god no he had to leave self-willed and the submissive god longs to draw draw us all into a higher level of leadership it doesn't matter what level of leadership we are in remember We all lead somebody. So, this applies to all of us. That is so true, you guys. We are all leading somebody. Whether we're leading them to do good, or whether we're leading them to do something bad. The next section is entitled, The Spirit of Jezebel. The name slash, excuse me, the word slash name Jezebel means unmarried. Wow, I did not know that unmarried because of choice whoosh (laughs) Jezebel's spirits chooses to be uncommitted and unsubmitted therefore roaming freely trying to prove they are anointed too oh my god wow so to all my singles out there wow Jezebel means unmarried Unmarried because of choices. Because of choice, excuse me. Uncommitted, unsubmitted, therefore roaming freely, trying to prove they are anointed too. Man, I don't have to prove nothing. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have to prove nothing. All right, this is how people feel the need to have prophecy at the service. That prophet lie in the bathroom. Oh my God, y'all. I'm telling you, go get this book. Be it church, bathroom, behind the car, in the parking lot, or meeting over at a fellow member's home, they refuse to be committed or submitted. 1 Corinthians 14, verses 29 through 33. How does God train? various ways on the backside of the mountain in the desert in the palace in the valley God trains by tens one hundreds one thousands Exodus 18 and 21 if you're failing with tens why would you long for one hundreds? oh my god regardless what university he chooses to train you through be a desert university palace university mountain or valley university and i'm gonna throw this in wilderness university it will benefit you to choose to be a good student well 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 mm, mm, i'm sorry well 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 it's not in there mm, i'm telling you, y'all <laughs> it says first criteria of being a good student attend class sounds so simple but we make it so complicated refer to the queen of sheba observed observed observes it I'm sorry observation first kings 10 through 5 I don't know my tongue got stuck I'm sorry you guys so we just finished several different sections we finished (laughs) a balancing act spirit of jezebel how god how does god train i mean that university uh wilderness university is a beast so i can only imagine what the valley university is i'm called to be at the university that i'm at um i don't want anybody else's university and then the balancing act oh my god where he's talking about the different people that you are called to lead, like David was called to lead a supplanter, but he also was called to lead submissive people. He was also called to lead self-willed people, I would say in my own words, independent people. And so when you put that into today's terms, your personal life, you know, whether it's on the job, ministry, school, um, media, whatever you do, the educational system, whatever realm that you work in um, we have to lead all types of people and oh my goodness sometimes we want the easiest people to lead but then maybe they're not the best workers maybe those that ask all of the questions and ask why in a respectful way why did you do it like this why can't we do it this way did you ever try this maybe those people get on your nerves because they ask so many questions But, those are the ones that work the hardest for you. And so, the, the phrase, it takes a village, comes to mind. It really does take more than just one to two people to really fulfill a vision or a dream. Whether it's in business or whatever. It takes more than just you. And so, it takes all different personalities, too. And I think sometimes we forget that. We I mean, I'm. I'm be honest with you. I forget it because I just be like, can you just do it? But then also, I have to remember how do people see me? How do they uh, recognize or see my leadership capabilities or receiving their instruction? So once again, a balancing act. The spirit of Jezebel. That Jezebel means unmarried. Oh, she was a single woman, unmarried because of choice. Jesus help me. Singles, Jezebel's spirits choose to be uncommitted and unsubmitted, therefore roaming freely, trying to prove they are anointed. Can you just say it with me? I don't have to prove nothing. God has already approved you. You don't have to prove anything. So you don't have to roam. And let's be honest, sometimes you can be in... Marriage and have a Jezebel spirit. I know. I said it. Mm -hmm. Still Roman. Okay? Got a ring on your finger and you still out here in the streets. You still attending functions and events that you don't have any business attending because you know you got a Roman spirit. Jezebel. Jesus. All right. Okay. We just had to recap it all. The next session is reap what you sow. One thing for sure, the word can't lie. It teaches you, excuse me, it teaches we will get back the same thing we give out. Moses, David, Joseph, all were keepers of another man's flock. They didn't know it. However, God knew they were already pastors, kings, and rulers. Some of you are already ministers, pastors, pastor wives, business men, and women, and diverse types of leaders be advised you will reap only what you sow when you are called to to that position how will your harvest look will you have a group of committed people or a group of nonchalant i get there when i get there people jealous folk true celebrant encouragers or dream killers totters or robbers peacemakers or hate Hades (laughs) razors you put Hades razors angry mean hard to get along with people or inviting easygoing God knew if they were faithful over that which was another man's certainly they will be faithful over their own and that is just an echo I, I we've discussed that at the center within the past two weeks but we also heard it last night um at spirit of faith wax on wax off king kong ain't got nothing on me movie karate kid movie training day everything he was in need of knowing about the law dirty cops gangs, etc and how to respond was learned on his training day Mm, it makes me think of a police officer training day And the movie's called Training Day, but anybody that knows anything about policing, you know the training is so much longer than a day. Uh, Typically, it can run 6 to 13 weeks, but you get the premise of it. Many don't seem to realize they are already who and what they are now. They look over and undermine their training. And have the attitude, I can't wait till I become a man slash woman, apostle, bishop, uh, ecclesiastical board, etc. It can't make you anything or any more than you already are. Mm, mm, mm. It's already in you. When you're ordained, that's only man publicly affirming before people whom God already made you privately in spirit. In other words, if God has already made you a minister, I can't make you no more or no less. Some are keeping the door now and fail to realize they are already in training. Come on now. So if you're not faithful at the door, right, if you can't hold the post down at the door, then how do you believe that you're going to do it on a greater level? Good question. That's not in the book. That's me throwing that in there. Their training day has already begun to prep them to stand before great crowds and great men/slash women. Media, administrating, cleaning, handling finances, etc. You are already in training. Don't wait to be ordained to wait around for someone to train you how to preach. Learn everything you can now. How do you handle people at the door, in the restroom, parking lot with dignity? And respect or disrespect and unordered. So that's a great question. How do you handle it? Even if, and I said it on another podcast, even if they've never sold into you and you know you have done everything right in the eyes of God. How do you respond? How do you deal with them? This will carry over into how you handle people if God calls you to the pulpit or to his flock. Can somebody throw up their hand and say, God help me? Okay. Elab or Goliath. More than a cheese delivery. God used cheese to get you there. However, you can still yield to distraction when you arrive on the launching pad for your next level living. Are you going to argue back with Elab? Or go ahead and handle business with Goliath. Come on now. Handle business. If David would have given in to the distractions to fight back against his oldest brother's criticism, he would have missed his opportunity to fight the real enemy. And I'm going to tell you what, that portion right there, I have been guilty of that. And I am just believing that I am continually growing in that area. A lot of times the enemy uses what? People. And so people begin to be negative and they begin to pour that toxic stuff into the atmosphere. And we allow the enemy to use us in turn. We get distracted by what they said about us that wasn't true. And instead of fighting Goliath, which to me is a spirit, we go and try to fight the person, right? We try to combat what the person said. And we end up losing so much time because we have gotten distracted by the wrong thing. And we're fighting the wrong people. One reason we are not receiving elevation promotion in life is because we have not yet defeated the real enemy. Look at there. When David prevailed against Goliath, he was promoted, married, and made wealthy. Broken focus equals broken future. Can we say it again? Broken focus equals broken future future Satan knows what's at stake if you remain focused great riches daughter of Saul deliverance for your entire family lineage distractions are strategic we're gonna stop right there y'all distractions are strategic so as we're closing out this podcast I want to pray with you that your day your week your month um Be focused. We pray that mental clarity takes over in your mind and that walls are being broken down, healing is taking place, and that you will be focused like never before and you will recognize the devices of the enemy and that you will not fall prey to any distractions that will draw your attention away from what God has for you. In Jesus' name, we know distractions are the plan of the enemy and they're strategic okay so we believe in you we believe god and we know it's gonna be great you guys thank you so much for tuning into the podcast until next time you know how we do transparent as always be blessed it's your girl d g